like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prudes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I am Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United podcast. Within a scene, we generally prepare for a scene with some uh, negotiations. These are just a conversation that we have where we talk about things like limits and we talk about uh, the things that we want to do or have done to us. We talk about some of the safety involved, how to do whatever the thing we're doing in a safe way. We may talk about safe words, how to stop a scene if we need to. And then we go through the scene doing the kink or having the kink done to us. How do we end? How does a scene end? And today we want to talk about some possible step-by-step aftercare instructions. And while you may or may not like all of these specific things. We just want to give you just like one scenario or some possibilities for how to end a scene. Or what does aftercare or what can aftercare look like? It doesn't have to look specifically like this. And you may not want much or any of this, but you need to know what aftercare can look like so that you can know what to expect or what are some possibilities for some things, what what possibly your uh, partner may need. Because aftercare, sometimes tops need aftercare and sometimes bottoms need aftercare. And while this is focused probably more on the bottom, uh, the top giving the aftercare to the bottom, it works both ways. People are going to need different things following a, a very intense or a, sen- a very uh, sensation-driven or pain-driven uh, scene or very rough scene, a very playful scene, a very primal scene. It just depends on what kind of kink or kinks that you're doing. So while gently holding the bottom, the bottom being the Uh, the person receiving kinks, and letting them hold you back. Perhaps coo softly and comfort them. Tell them to go ahead and let themselves relax. You'll feel them do so as they comply to your wishes, as they are quite docile and compliant to receiving instructions at this point. But they'll also slowly tense up again from the adrenaline. Remember, physiologically, there's things that are going on. Chemicals were released during a scene, and other chemicals respond. Keep reminding them to relax, telling them to give themselves permission to relax totally. As they begin to succeed at doing this after a while, some will encounter a frightening feeling, which some describe as feeling as if they are falling off a cliff and they'll tense up a great deal from fright in that event. Or they might encounter a feeling of intense blackness, 
as the endorphins get a chance to relax even their optic nerve, and they'll freak out and pull back from relaxing again. If they report these kinds of experiences, tell them not to fear it, but to let it go and to pass through it. Telling them to relax themselves through the sensation of falling or blackness with the understanding that it's quite normal and it's oftentimes a common experience. Once they do that, having learned to relax through it, they'll be in it after that point. And they'll begin to relax very deeply. Very often seeing colors, maybe technicolor types of visions or a dreamlike landscape spaces and places. Uh, once this happens, which again may take 10 minutes or so, up to a half hour for some, depending on the amount of adrenaline that they've burned off, then your bottom needs only a little more loving attention and can then be left bundled in a blanket somewhere on their own to float in, a, in their happy little bubble, possibly for hours. Tops should be mindful of the fact that if they, have in, if they intended to have sexual play with their bottom, they should probably fit that in around level three or four, or after hitting level five in a scene, their bottom may be too floaty to be able to concentrate for long on what they're doing. So you'll want to incorporate sexual play in, if you think about levels one through five in a scene, if there were five parts to a scene, you'll definitely want to add sexual play around a three or a four before you switch gears and get to that real intense intensity level of uh, like the ending part of a scene. So incorporate it, your sexual play a little earlier. Then again, uh, that can sometimes result in extremely passionate and inhibit, 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 <laughs> Inhibition-free, sorry, indulgence, resulting in highs of ecstasy and orgasm never before experienced. So in other words, if you, you, before you do the aftercare, just before a scene ends, if they're in a floaty space and you know your partner well, uh, and they've already, con you know that they have already consented to sexual play with you and that they're comfortable with sexual play with you, then, you know, um, right at that scene may be a good time for really floaty, carefree, relaxing sexual experience. But if your bottom drifts out on you or loses their erection, don't say that we didn't warn you. There's no telling which way they'll go at level five or six. There's another factor that can produce an altered state of consciousness beyond even that of the most extreme endorphin experience. And this is experienced by bottoms whose intense focus on their top uh, and pleasing them eventually leads to a kind of a hallucinogenic kind of altered state that is, resembles something like flying. Um, it's probably a, the most profound experience 
that a bottom can have. It involves a state of defend, intense devotion towards the top that borders upon uh, pleasing them in a way similar to something like religious worship with complete trust and total commitment to please and satisfy their top thoroughly. Oftentimes in, in, is when play includes an intense relationship that precedes the play and uh, that um, not just play partners, in other words. Through the attainment of a complete selflessness and focus on the more dominant partner, a transformation takes place that's very, very deep, almost trance-like. It can be, become so profound as to produce an extended hallucinogenic state that is often very wonderful and blissful. Uh, some see visions under the spell of this flying effect. This flying state can be attained by some with very little endorphin content in their system. Um, with practice, the release into this flying uh, submissive space should come easier and easier. Eventually, with even a mere suggestion being able to trigger the effect for some, with little to no endorphin content being in the picture. It really has to do with um, being in a certain headspace. Uh, the secret ingredients are a really intense focus, a almost worshipful commitment to please their dominant, and a complete and total devotion. These ingredients with the sensations and of play and the, uh, the feedback from the top partner being pleased and uh, in, being, in receiving that worship, these ingredients with some of the endorphins in the mix will produce a quite satisfying effect for both the submissive and the dominant in that kind of relationship that is far beyond just a top and a bottom playing. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for this BDSM United podcast where we showed you kind of some insight into some of the, uh, the, some of how aftercare may look or some possibilities for how a scene may end. You can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. It was a joy bringing this to you today, and I'll talk with you again soon.